0: Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take the Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume the Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume the Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Hey folks, I'm Mark Maron from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues
1: Insider information is what it's all about. To be able to confirm something, maybe about informers, maybe about drug shipments, something like that, to be able to confirm that by a civil authority, I mean, it's hugely valuable and hugely important, but it also poses a huge risk for society because once a public official is corrupted, they can never really go back.
0: I'm Nicola Tallant, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals. Drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. A wider investigation into how the state suspect Jerry the Monk Hutch directed a criminal gang and corrupted a retired police officer is ongoing outside the Regency hotel trial which is due to get underway on Monday. Butch was arrested at Wheatfield Prison yesterday and quizzed about his links to the former Garda, along with his involvement in running a criminal network involving drugs and weapons. Meanwhile, a senior member of the Kinahan organisation has been brought back to the Special Criminal Court today on further drugs and firearms charges. Douglas Glynn is already serving a sentence in relation to an attempt on the life of James Mago Gately, but now he'll be facing a further trial. Today, I'm talking with my colleague, Niall Donald, about the dramatic developments as Ireland's crackdown on organised crime and feuding gangs continues. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Niall, there was a bit of confusion as regards Hutch's arrest in Wheatfield prison and what it was actually about. Yeah, I mean,
1: he was arrested uh, yesterday in in Wheatfield, where he's been uh... You know, he's been kept in sort of isolation from a large part of the prison population um, in what's famously known as the the, the Rabbit Hutch, um, where the hutch prisoners are, are kept. So, I mean, it's not uncommon, I suppose, for people to be arrested in prison. Um, but again, he was arrested under, under Ireland's uh, gangland laws and brought to an unnamed Garda station and questioned. So... From what we believe it's in connection with, um, you know, uh, uh, allegedly directing a criminal organisation, but it's also part of a wider probe into um, links between Hutch, uh, Jerry Hutch, and. a retired uh, guard officer.
0: Mm. I mean, given what has already happened this week and, and there's a lot of dramatic developments, we saw Jonathan Dowdall and his father, Patrick Dowdall, pleading guilty in relation to their role in the Regency hotel attack yesterday. They're due back before the special criminal court on Monday where I gather, rather than sentencing, I'd say the sentencing date may be set and they will... Possibly the state will possibly remove that murder charge um, from Jonathan Dowdall? Yeah,
1: I mean, like they are currently still charged with with murder. um, So, uh, but they've obviously pleaded to what could be described as a lesser charge, I think, in fairness. So, there may be, there may be, that may be changed on Monday and they may then be remanded for. For sentencing on the charge that they've pled
0: guilty mm. uh, to, you know. Um, that you was look. a real, I mean th- they were brought to court, there was no nobody expecting it, there was actually Orlo O'Donnell from RTE was the journalist that was in the courts at the time and saw the activity and we- popped her head in to see what was going on, which was how we know about that. Yeah. And um, I believe Jonathan Dowdall and his father were brought in through the area which usually is where the jury come from. Um, they were certainly under a lot of protection being brought in, so it remains to be seen what happens in relation to them and what's happening in regard the Regency trial. Currently, the Monk and uh, two other men are fi- are due in the dock there on Monday to face charges. He, he Hutch himself, is, is for murder and the other two for facilitating the events that happened at the Regency. Um, but, you know, things are moving very quickly. Now, Basically, what we're saying is his arrest in Wheatfield has nothing to do with the Regency trial, as such, but it's a wider investigation that's essentially enveloping that.
1: I mean, I think it's fair to say it's an unusual development, you know, on, on as as you know, the opening date of a trial is really coming up, uh, and you know, but there have been um, there's obviously been a massively massive long term investigation into into all. The aspects of the regency, um, and as part of that overall investigation into Jerry Hutch's alleged activities, um, there was a raid on a former Garda officer, and he was arrested. Um, we can't go into the details of that because he is—he uh, was charged with serious criminal offences and is currently uh, before the courts. But this is—I mean—it was, uh, I think. You know, it was quite a shocking development, I mm. think. You know, we've had, um, there obviously have been guardy over over the years that have ended up on the wrong side of the law. But for somebody uh, to be mixed up in such, you know, to be for an an ex-Guard even to be mixed up in something as anti-social, mm-hmm. as as that sort of level of... of
0: and that level of criminality that level the of state crim- suspects that the, you know, the state suspects that the monk has run a very you know, intricate organized crime gang for a long time that have been involved in drugs and in, in weapons and that have um, you know, have had engagement with the paramilitaries.
1: Yeah. And um, but also, I mean, and that's one thing, maybe that's something to be expected, but that they have their their they have tentacles into what would be considered polite and normal society, and um, in terms of obviously an ex-garda, but you know, that that's that's a part of um you know, uh, a part of organized crime that 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 is very sinister, really. For for mm. for if 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 organized criminals can have roots into the normal civil society, mm. um, and that's. Obviously, something that is deeply concerning to the state. Um, you've obviously we've seen it in other countries um, over many years. That once those tentacles and it's, I, I would imagine it's, it's both sides try and achieve that if they can get a uh, get a ha- handle into that sort of aspect of society. It's very very da- damaging.
0: And talking more hypothetically rather than specific for the moment, but um, criminal gangs, like a little piece of information can be of huge value to them from within either, you know, the realms of politics or from within police forces, be they wherever it is in the world. The smallest piece of information regarding sort of a DPP's direction on whether somebody is due to be charged or not, if any warrants are in existence for the arrest of somebody. European arrest warrants in particular in the more global, trans-global organised crime groups are very important. If they have that information that one of them exists, they know they need to lie low and not you know, show up at an airport basically where they're more likely to be. So little pieces of information that can be garnered and paid for can have a huge effect. Oh, absolutely.
1: And I mean, as, as you said, I mean, if you're speaking about other countries that are very separate to Ireland, but you can see how that plants a kind of a... a, a, a dangerous route in society where countries like Mexico, for example, or or even in closer to home in the Netherlands, where you've seen organized criminals corrupt society, literally, and, you know, insider information is what it's all about. You know yourself, like, there's nobody more gossipy than... Uh, Gangland criminals, really, is there? (laughs) No. So, well, maybe journalists, but no, but, and so to be able to confirm something, Mm. maybe about informers, maybe about drug shipments, something like that, to be able to confirm that by a civil authority, I mean, it's hugely valuable and hugely important, but it also poses a huge risk for society because once a public official is corrupted, they can never really go back
0: mm, um, mm.
1: and that is of course
0: a line in the sand has been crossed basically
1: that's what happened in, in 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 new york for example in the in the with, with the mafia that they corrupted public bodies like unions like uh, politicians and it really took the guts of four decades to unravel that yeah. that system mm. um, from really from the 1960s to the 2000s, the state, the US state had to dismantle that and it took a long period of time.
0: Yeah, in recent years, the Guardi here have set up their anti-corruption unit to try and root out any of that sort of, you know, influence that may be there within this kind of, I believe, a record number of guards currently suspended or under investigation. And, um, you know, there's a lot of bad sort of uh, vibes against True Harris for bringing that in. And in many cases, and even have known some myself, people are suspended uh, for and and left out kind of in the cold and on suspension for a long period of time while these very slow moving investigations find nothing but at that point a lot would suggest that their careers are destroyed but one way or another it is part of modern policing that they have to police themselves as strongly as that because with the amount of money there is in drugs there's a huge amount of money set aside in the kitty for corruption um, but going yes, back to the I mean, monk it's hard to believe now that he's there due to sit in the dock next week uh, charged with murder and that he's also been investigated for, for this wider corruption and directing of, of a criminal gang
1: yeah and we just, just heard just before we went on to this podcast uh, I said the monk has been released and you said what he's been released yeah. but <laughs>
0: I didn't mean I what I mean I thought he was going to drop down to so his, <laughs> knock down to him see how well, he
1: was he's but been I, my, my not being uh, clear is is a. Fault. There, but he's been released from that arrest. Yes. if you know what I mean. So we be brought back, back. into custody. In yeah, Wheatfield. yeah. To be brought back to Wheatfield, but yeah. he has he has he's not been charged mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. relation to to. To the arrest yesterday, um, so he and the file will now be sent to the DPP, which is what you always hear. But I, you know, I suppose those. Do journalists
0: get a bit jumpy when things happen too quickly and when a lot of stuff is going on, and you're kind of wondering what's happening here and what's happening there? I mean, it was a shock when the Dowdalls pleaded guilty for a start, and they're unlikely now they're not going to be standing in the in the dock with with Jerry Hutch. Uh, what happens next or what evidence comes within that case is going to be very interesting. And of course, this morning as well, there was word that there was another two individuals due before the Special Criminal Court and the rumours were flying down in the courts, I believe. Everyone thought that maybe Hutch and an unnamed police officer were coming. But in actual fact, it was an old friend of the Sunday World and um, a, 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 a um, associate of his, and it was Douglas Dougie Glynn. Um, He has been brought before the Special Criminal Court on further charges to do with drugs and weapons. Now, Douglas Glynn, back last November, was pretty much named for the first time properly um, in the Sunday world. And we then exposed him as... Daniel Kinnahan's number one representative in the cartel's then killing machine in Dublin. He was the guy left behind here to keep, yeah, to be was, in charge.
1: He was probably one of the last trusted people Daniel Kinnahan had operating in, in Dublin City. Um, he wasn't one of those names that popped up constantly over a decade. Um, he was pretty under the radar and didn't have serious convictions um, in advance of of of, of this and mm. um, so he was probably one of those guys that that was trusted to keep his head down um was organized disciplined and um, but ultimately as as the Kinnan cartel got panicked uh, got reckless and attempted to um basically kill repeatedly tried to kill Patsy Hutch and, and Mago Gately, uh, Douglas Glingock. got Caught up in, in mm-hmm. that operation and was ultimately uh, convicted of participating in uh, a criminal organisation. And um, again on on these uh, and under these anti-gangland laws, and um, another person that that has been brought before the special criminal court under these gang, anti-gangland laws and is now serving a, a lengthy sentence for that. And um, and really the the attempts to kill Patsy Hutch and Mago Gately effectively uh, landed you know, the really, the central part of yeah. the, the, the cartel's the operations
0: in, in Dublin. Because Glynn was a key figure in the murder cell formed when Kinahan and Kavanaugh, Thomas Bomber Kavanaugh, that is, joined forces to wipe out Gately. They were, at the time, there had been plenty of arrests of hit teams and various other people and they decided they were going to keep it tight, keep it in their inner circle and, in order to kind of reduce the risks of getting um, arrested. They were all under enormous pressure from the Gardaí. And um, they conspired to kill Gately by bringing in the Estonian hitman Imre Arrakis to Ireland in 2017. And Douglas Glynn and others, including Padder Keating, who would have been a very senior uh, member of Thomas Bomber Kavna's uh, operation here in Ireland they were brought in to take on hands-on roles that they would never have previously taken. They would have always sort of, you know, there would have been people down the scale but the plan spectacularly backfired when, you know, the whole thing was rumbled and basically both Kinnaghan and Kavanagh lost their top generals.
1: Yeah, I mean, Glyn was, was... Uh, ultimately caught on CCTV uh, wearing a what was described as a distinctive hat with ear flaps, mm. uh, <laughs> as he you. as he placed a, a, a he placed a tracking device under Michael Gately's car at the time. So I mean this is uh, you know in in previous in twenty years ago, um, not that there would have been tracking devices, but these sort of people that that while they weren't caught in right handed possession of a of a weapon, and um, they may not have. Come before the courts at all, but these new anti-gangland laws they allow um, they allow people to be done for participating in, in 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 attempted murders in this case, even though they they are not caught red-handed. Mm-hmm. So that was a, that was the change, and we saw many other people as well caught up in in in, in these these. These crimes that are that are that are allowed be prosecuted now, and it has made a big difference. Uh, those anti-gangland laws, which kind of lay dormant for a long period of time, have really come into force, and have allowed guards to say, "Well, this person put a tracker," but that ultimately mm-hmm. led to this um, in a way that probably wouldn't have been do- able to be been done twenty years ago.
0: And what you notice as well is that with the likes of Glenn, and he is only he is only facing these charges now before the special criminal court. There will either be a trial, you know, where he'll plead not guilty and evidence will be heard or he will plead guilty. That remains to be seen. But the point is that they haven't just left it, oh yeah, they got him on that, on those earlier charges in relation to the plot to kill Gately. They've gone back you know, again and again at them. Now the Gardas Drug and Organised Crime Bureau have been very fond of the word relentless over the past few years. But that is exactly what this is. Um, And, you know, from I suppose, 2016, that seminal moment in the February, the Regency Hotel, when the full force of the state came down upon the organised crime gangs in order to, to get them back into line. Um, there has been this relentless pressure put on them and a huge amount of state resources, but you're getting a lot of results for us, yeah, I mean, I think one of the most
1: surprising things is, is is has been the the amount of guilty pleas. Obviously, not speaking specifically about anybody in particular, but there's been many, many uh, very hardened criminals have pled guilty, um, um, from both from both sides, you know, and that is I think unexpected, but it just shows how um, these cases which are built up really slowly and over time using CCTV and f- phone traffic um you know they've they've obviously been placed uh, they've pled guilty for a reason mm-hmm. and um yeah it's been a, it has been an incredible
0: level of success it has to be said and Glynn, i suppose was from the hardwick street flats area and that was once and we i think described it as the last stand of the Kinahan mob. It was where they really had their unofficial HQ and their power base in Ireland at one point, and they were throwing money at the place when they were involved in the uh, feud with the, the Hutch gang. They were paying a lot of money to spotters and stuff, we had we had heard. But he was, Glyn was from the Hardwick Street flat areas and he was understood to have been particularly close to Daniel Kinnehan And um, after Ross Browning left the country, he was the higher-ranking Kinahan mobster in it.
1: Yeah, there was, a, there was a whole series of people who who were mixed up with the... eventually became mixed up with the Kinahan cartel from that area, um, and it became a kind of a power base. Um, you know, there was... Glenn Holland was also from there, who ultimately was was extradited from Spain to face weapons charges. Um, and, of Gary course, Fagan. Gary Finnegan, mm. who... So th- these guys were, you know... If you look back in the court appearances of them when they're in their late teens, some of them are popping up for criminal offences. Then with with which, and they would go on to become uh, with Gary Hutch actually as well, who who was one of their closest pals. But ultimately, you know, Gary Hutch, you know, was killed by by those mm. people that he grew up, that had grown up with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think a lot of the youngsters in the area were were put on retainers to watch the hutch targets over the years and, you know, they were lured by the money and it's typical of a criminal organisation to be able to do that and to corrupt. So they're not only like attempting to corrupt police officers and middle class politicians etc they're also corrupting at the lower level kids who yeah, and they do need a kind of a power base where they they really are untouchable you know
1: um, and which became there were certain parts of the city um that that that, that happened to both north and south side
0: mhm now I keep saying to you thanks for that and we'll maybe talk on monday but <laughs> uh, we'll see it's it's thursday and there have just been significant developments which is why we're back on the pod um Hopefully Friday's quiet and we oh, can have a bit of lunch, maybe, or something like that. You can have skinny hopefully, fries. Hopefully and, you know me. You I, know.
1: I have the same lunch every every time. That's what she's digging at me for.
0: Oh, at the same time of day as well. Every Friday, the same. God, you'd be easy to target, actually. Uh, well, I, won't, a, I won't give any no, further an details on that. be a
1: man who knows what he wants, I, I believe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, unless there's further developments, we'll leave it at that. So we'll have the normal uh, crime world uh we will post maybe tomorrow, Friday morning, what we would usually post today, and we'll have our Saturday edition as well. But we'll be back on the pod more in a live capacity on Monday, when the Dowdalls are due before the court, the Special Criminal Court, on Monday morning, and where the Regency case is due to open in the afternoon. So until then, now Donald. Thank you very much.